You're listening to the Above Target Sales Podcast, delivering insights into the sales process hosted by Stephen Croft. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Above Target Sales Podcast. My name is Stephen Croft and I'm your host. I'm a sales professional with over 10 years experience working in sales. In today's episode, I have a great conversation with Russ McCumber, Strategy Director and GM at Impressive Digital. Russ has been working in sales for about 15 years and he gives me insights into the four different social styles that people fall into and how to adjust your own selling style to better suit the sales consultation. All right, Russ, so you're here to tell us about social styles. Yep. I love social styles. Like it's, um, yeah, I feel like it's kind of like my secret weapon to be able to to connect and communicate and persuade and, but in a way that, you know, is, is authentic and genuine. So mm. it's a, it was a game changer for me when I first learned it. Mm. So tell us about your first role. Like how did you actually come across these social styles? Well, I've been working in sales. Uh, you know, I've been working in sales for, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years, something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And my first five years, five or six years, I was pretty average at it, quite average. Um, I was just too busy partying and doing other things. It wasn't a big, the day job wasn't a big uh, priority for me. Um, but, uh, you know, once, once parenthood kicked in and I actually needed to put my head down and, and start working I'd, and start, you know, actually performing in a sales role, I was lucky to actually have a, a mentor or a, a guy who was my sales manager at the time, sales coach as well. His name was Ryan. And, um, he saw me as someone who was able to, I was, I'd always hit my number, like, you know, pretty consistently just hit sort of just a hundred percent, but I was never one that was going to sort of go over and above and be like a quota smasher sort of thing. Mm. And he taught me social styles and it, it really was like the, it was a game changer for me. It lifted me from being a, a grinder to being someone who was just like, you know, top performer in the team for, for many, many years, top one or two in the team for many mm. years. And to this day, it's something which I, I use literally every day. Do you want to go through the styles? Like give us an idea of what they are? Yeah, totally. So basically, I mean, lots of people would be aware of like DISC, and my my Briggs and um, you know there's there's a range of different sort of behaviour profiling um, mm-hmm. methodologies out there. Um, this one's from Tracom, T R A C O M, social styles. It's my favourite, and basically what it does is it splits people into quadrants, which mm-hmm. a lot of them do. It's funny, like the DISC methodology is quite similar. There's just different names, but uh, for me, the social styles is basically split into four different quadrants. And the way that you can determine where someone sits in a quadrant is by asking two questions. The -hmm. first is, so if you imagine like just, you know, drawing an axis and from top to bottom and then from left to right, from left to right on the left-hand margin, I've got, I'm literally just looking at a a diagram I did earlier when I took my my US team through earlier today. Mm -hmm. On the left, I've got ask and on the right, I've got tell. And basically what you want to do is you want to figure out the person you're speaking to are they an ask assertive person or are they a tell assertive person? So are they someone who, um, you know, likes to control the conversation, likes to tell you what's going to happen next, or are they someone who's a bit more reserved and sits back and, and asks questions and are happy to be guided through? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the number one starting point. Once you've figured that out, then, okay, cool, we need to figure out, okay, are they making their decisions based more on logic and on control or are they making their decisions based on an emotional connection or an emotional reason? Mm-hmm. Once you've chosen whether to ask or tell, and then they emote or control, 
then you can uh, then you know what their social soul is. And basically, what you've got from a tell perspective, a con- as someone who likes to control and logic and is a tell assertive person, is a driver, mm-hmm. very direct. Someone who is a tell perspective but an emotional prefers that emotional connection is an expressive. Mm-hmm. On the other side, the ask ask assertive, someone who is ask assertive and, and relationship based and emotional based is an amiable. Mm-hmm. And then uh, someone who's ask and control is analytical. Okay, so you've got driver, expressive, amiable, and analytical. Correct. Awesome. Yep. Can you go into each of those and give us a little bit more information? Yeah, for sure. So like I was saying with the driver, so that's someone who is, um, they, they can be quite direct. They like results. They like, I, I liken them to speaking to someone in bullet points. They don't mm-hmm. want to hear a big long story. Mm-hmm. They just want to hear the top line facts that are going to give them enough information to make a decision. That decision might be they're going to buy from you. That decision might be they're going to keep listening to you. That decision might be whatever it is. They love making decisions. A driver, mm. that's their favorite thing to do. What's some so, of the language um, a driver might use? Um, some, some questions they yeah, might ask. Things like, you know, from a sales perspective, let's just talk straight sales because obviously this is a sales podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much is it? Just get to the point. What's the price? What am I going to get from it? What's my ROI? Really direct, um, in-your-face type questions that can put you off on your pitch. So when I first learned this stuff, I was at a, I was learning digital marketing at the time. So I was actually more of an amiable person because I was, I, was, I was reserved because I was asking lots of questions. I was just going through that process of getting better. So I used to find drivers impossible, mm. Like, mm. Re- like really, really hard mm. to deal with. They, they killed me. And then <laughs> when Ryan took me through this and he was like, it's because you're trying to get through your, you know, your big story and everything that you want to tell them and you're, you're trying to be their friend. They don't want to be your friend. They just want <laughs> you to get them results. So that's, yep. a, that's a driver. Mm-hmm. Um, an expressive um, is also tell-assertive. So they're going to let you know where, where you stand, where they stand. Um, but they're much more, they do like the emotional connection. They do like the relationship. Um, but they like the relationship to be more about them than mm-hmm. us. Um, so they like, you know, their name in, in big shiny lights. Um, they can be quite lively. It's funny, like with my, I had a celebrant business for years. And I'd get home from a, a meeting with a couple and Ange, my wife, could just look at me and she'd go, expressive couple, yeah? If I came <laughs> back like spent, just like, oh, Because if I meet an expressive couple and I know how they like to communicate, great, I'm going to play on your home turf. I'm going to be expressive as well. Let's, let's all be expressive for an hour, two hours. It's exhausting. <laughs> Especially if you're, you know, I find it exhausting. So mm-hmm. um, they, can be, um, they can be quite flighty. I say this with all, all respect because I'm actually an expressive person myself. Mm. They, they can be quite flighty, like they can make a decision, change their mind. And they're the sort of person that you, you might close them pretty quickly in the sales process, but then you need to really shore up that sale, shore up that close, yep. make them feel good about it afterwards. Otherwise, they're the old, you know, you call, they're, like, they're like the first call close that gets buyer's remorse like two minutes later. <laughs> yep. So you really need to, that, that, the post-sale process is almost more important than, than the close. So what's some language you might hear from them, questions that they might ask? Questions an expressive might ask would be things like, um, um, you know, how, how will this make my business look? What, what will, um, where can I put my awards? Um, what are oh, things like, you know, where's this guy? Where, where, where are they advertising? What are they doing? You know, the people they aspire to be, they want, mm-hmm. they want to, you know, be above those. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, it all might also be things like how quickly can we get up and running? That would be a great question. Obviously. <laughs> I love that um, one. But uh, just things that, that highlight them and their strengths and sit them above their competitors. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. Yep. So, and also they, they like to talk about themselves. So if you haven't even got to the business and you're just, you know, just building rapport or whatever, and they're talking a lot about themselves, mm. tend, tend to be, that's an expressive trait. But that's a good thing. You want that. 100%. You want, yeah. you want because an expressive person mm. makes a decision largely based on emotion. Mm. They are engaged mm -hmm. when they're talking about themselves. So they're making an emotional connection with you whilst talking to themselves because you're, you're letting them open up. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Um, next up, we've got amiable. So if you, if this is an ask assertive and an emotional connection, mm -hmm. these are the classic friend zone. Yep. They want to be your friend. Yep. They want you to like them. They want uh, a relationship. So if you think about um, an expressive person likes a relationship, but they like the relationship to be about them. Mm -hmm. And amiable likes a relationship to be about us, mm. about we. Mm-hmm. You're on our team now. You, I'm looking forward to... I, I do this thing with my... Um, I've done this thing with my staff for years where you know, I'll walk, walk, walk the room and I'll hear different language and I'll be able to pick who they're talking to. If they're saying partnership, relationship, that sort of stuff, amiable. Yep. The thing with this stuff is it's not... It's, it's really just using uh, your nous, using your, your ability to communicate across different you know, different, different uh, types of social styles to make mm. other people comfortable. Like you're not doing it to be, um, you know, underhanded or anything like that. It's just, it makes people comfortable. It makes them feel more confident and comfortable and, and open up and then they can make a, you know, an authentic decision. Mm, absolutely. Things with the amiable zone, you know this from when we work together, is they're also mm. the ones that go into witness protection. <laughs> yes. so, Tell they, us what that, what's that all about? What does that mean? That means like they... Uh, as much as they want to be your friend, if it's if it's a no, like if they can't buy from you, they don't want to offend you. So they'll just they'll never answer your call again. <laughs> so you never hear from them again. Phone. You'll yep. never hear from them again. That's a classic amiable trait. Yep. Oh, I'd rather not talk to Fizz to Steve again, so I'll just leave. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one is analytical. Yep. And there you ask assertive for people who are logic based, control, and they're all about detail, process. They will talk much slower. If you try to be their friend, they'll go, ooh, icky. They don't want to be your friend. Yeah. Yep. They just want you to give them the information they need to make a decision. Then they're going to go away. They're going to read through every single line in your terms and conditions. <laughs> they're going to <laughs> yep. come back with some questions. They're going to make a decision when they've completed their process, not yours. Uh, yep. Yep. The key there, though, is to make is to get a good understanding of what their process is. And they mm. get a commitment that once they've completed their process, which you say is you do this, then this, then this, and you read T's and C's, if we tick all of those boxes, would you mm. be happy to go ahead? Mm. Excellent. Great. Well, I'm going to let you go and do that because I know you're very diligent. Mm. And uh, you uh, you guide them in a direction, but you also get a commitment mm. that, uh, that they will make a decision because analyticals like to pour through detail again and again. They can be indecisive. So you need to help them pull the trigger. Yep. So your approach to an analytical we wouldn't be the same as an expressive or amiable because you're not really building that relationship in the same way. No. no. Hmm. You, there's almost the relationship is just on information and data and answering their questions and, and driving the conversation to a point that they feel they've got enough information. Yep. 
what what can people can make the mistake of thinking? Oh, they've asked lots of numbers, questions, stats. They must be analytical. Nope. That just means that they like numbers. Yeah. An analytical person doesn't have to be a math genius, <laughs> you know. Like. Yeah. I, I'm I'm personally I love numbers. I will always ask numbers, but I'm not an analytical person. I just like those. A lot of drivers like numbers as well. Just yep. helps them put a bit of logic to their decision. Yep. An, an analytical person is more about process and detail. Ah, process. Okay. Yep. Getting into the details. Yep. 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 So it's possible for people to be more than one of these, right? Well, here's the thing. Like you've got those four different zones, but then if you think about um, closer to the axes, like where the two axes cross over mm. in mm-hmm. the middle, and then if you do like a little square inside that that covers, um, you know, all four zones, mm. that's called the flex zone. Okay. So if you are, and that's, if you're customer facing, then mm-hmm. you kind of need to be in the flex, you need to be in the flex zone because it means that you can quite easily communicate or flex your communication style to someone else in another zone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Some people are naturally in the flex zone. They're the people that you know that just get along with everyone. Everyone likes, yep. they, they can put on, the, I, I just call it putting on the hat. They're talking to an amiable person, put on the amiable, amiable hat. Expressive, expressive fat driver. It's just effortless. Mm-hmm. Some people can be trained to to move from you know sort of way further out on the spectrum into the flex zone. They're people who are you know potentially haven't worked in customer service in the past. My mm-hmm. brother's a good example of this. He's been mm-hmm. like very technical for many years, but he's actually really good with people. You know that one on one. But he kind of thought that he wasn't good with people. But uh, just through repetition and through sitting through meetings and having to be more client-facing, he's like, oh, actually, I'm quite good at this. So he's gone from someone who's on the outside of analytical right up into the flex zone. Yeah. Yep. Which adds, honestly, it adds it adds zeros to your value. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So have you ever worked with anyone who is maybe an extreme driver or an extreme expressive? Yeah. Yeah. Both. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a boss who was an extreme driver and it was just impossible. Like... Hmm. But, you know, I learned how to communicate to him. It took yep. me a while. Like, he was uh, just incredibly direct. It literally, you'd start talking and he just, like, his eyes would roll or he'd just walk away. Like, it was tough until I realized <laughs> how he needed to be talked to. Yep. And until I pushed back on him a lot. Because then, mm. you know, that was, anyway, that was just our relationship that he just needed needed someone to be just a bit more direct and to call him out. Mm. Um, but that's a trait for yeah. leaders, right? Being a driver. Well, that's the thing too. Like a lot of people mm. will put on the driver hat. So in, personally, I'm a, I'm a flexible expressive, but lots of people, especially in my, in my workplace, if I'm, if I'm in boss mode, would think I'm a driver. Because mm-hmm. I do like to kind of <laughs> get to the point. I, I do like, <laughs> I'm kind of efficient. I try to be efficient with my time. And so my dad, when he takes a cold call, so my dad's an amiable guy. Mm. Mm-hmm. But he is conditioned to when he gets a call from a number he doesn't know, to put the driver hat on. What? What do you want? No, not interested. <laughs> yep. So if you're if you're making a sales call, that's where you're like, okay, are they really a driver, or are they just putting the hat on? How do I? I'll have to address it as a driver so that I can get through that point. But then once mm. I've gotten past there, they might take that off and put the natural hat on. Hmm. Yeah. Or you could throw out little questions that you might ask an expressive or an amiable and see if they bite to those and then go in that direction. Mm. Spot on. Spot on. Mm. Mm. Cool. So for someone working in sales, knowing these social styles really, really helps. 
it was a game changer for me. Mm. It was mm. literally, um, yeah, it just turned me from someone who could talk really well to amiables, pretty good to analyticals, okay to expressives, pretty good to expressives, not to drivers at all. Mm. It, it opened up, but not just from sales perspective, like it, I, even my sister, I, I used to struggle having, you know, good conversations with because she was a driver, I was an amiable at the time. Mm. Even me as an expressive and her and a driver, we sometimes I still have to go, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll just give her the, the highlights. Yeah. Bullet points up top. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today, man. Really appreciate it. No worries. I love talking social styles. So, all good. <laughs> we'll get you on for another show soon. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Cool. Okay. Thanks, mate. See ya. Gotcha. I'll include some links in the show notes to learn more about Russ McCumber and social styles. Stay tuned because there will be plenty more sales conversations with Russ in the future episodes. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.